So today I'm gonna talk about AW Dynamite and NXT, but not just this week. Oh no 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 no. We're gonna do both weeks. <gasps> I know, what a surprise. Excuse me for not doing the previous week because I was, uh, I don't know, lazy? Nah, maybe because the university just started and I needed to force myself to go to university. That's more likely. And because fucking Arsenal Liverpool happened, I'm probably not gonna do, you know, my review of this, of this game. Let's just make it clear. Liverpool played better. Arsenal had last chances, they had some good counterattacks, but that's about it. And Liverpool dominated big chunks of play, but all props go to Arsenal. They show that they can be more clinical, they show that when it, they need to activate, they can activate and play as they need to to play to win a trophy and if it means we need to play more defensive style of play we're gonna do this if it means we're gonna wait until the penalties we're gonna do this and unfortunately for Liverpool fans Brewster missed his penalty hit the crossbar and you know I have a little bit of a curse when it comes to Brewster for what two years that I heard about Brewster I try to watch some Premier League games, no, not Premier League, uh, preseason tournaments and uh, championship games when he played. And whenever I checked him out, every single game, he was shit. I don't know how it's possible, but it just happens. And this, this time it wasn't any different. It's a shame that a young lad just couldn't score. It happens. We're not gonna blame him for this loss. This loss happened because we were not clinical enough. And it showed to all the fans and hopefully the higher-ups that we need to make new transfers. We need to change up the squad a little bit. We need one more attacking player and one more, I would say, centre-back. But actually, we need one more midfielder. But we need more... Okay, well, <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'm gonna do a different video because I don't want to waste your time talking about Liverpool when you check want to check out AW Dynamite and NXT review. So let's jump in right into the AW stuff. And let's talk about the previous one as well. And let's talk about it at first. Because it was a fine show. Yep. Yeah, I enjoyed NXT more that week. And in all honesty. It was going very well until a certain point. And after this, the show went to the roller coaster. You know, I would say that FTR versus, well, basically this gauntlet match for number one contendership was real good. And the fact that the fans were there mwah, made it even better. Even though when it comes to FTR versus best friends, crowd was was not as vocal as they should have. So, it was the best thing on the show. The best friends versus the Young Bucks second match. Young Bucks easily beat Natural Nightmares in like 8-7 minutes match. Pretty good, fast paced, very interesting, lovely to watch. Interferes between the crowd and the wrestlers. Mwah, I missed it so much. 
but even more I missed when Chris Jericho came out and all the fans sing Judas. Mwah, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant stuff. But what's even more brilliant is the storytelling in this storyline. When Young Bucks were that close to winning that match against best friends, they were about to melt the driver. Hangman Adam Page runs out, stops Nick from doing the melted driver. He holds his leg and Matt got pinned, you know, got rolled out by Trent. One, two, three, best friends are going through and they're going to fight against FTR. What a brilliant, brilliant storytelling. After last week's insecurity of Adam Hangman Page, he snapped and he needed to stop Young Bucks from winning. Otherwise, he would need to face them once again and he would possibly lose to the Young Bucks. And that's exactly what FTR wanted. That's exactly what happened. He stopped Young Bucks from winning. And later on, we had the best segment of the night, without a doubt, Young Bucks promo on Adam Page when they say they just wanted a friend. You chose to be a jobber. You're just a drunk and you're out of the elite. And that shot of when they broke the glass and Hangman just look at this mirror, broken mirror. And his reflection is broken. It's just... It's broken, that's it. He looks at himself. He understands that he fucked up massively, but he can't change it. Not anymore. And that was brilliant, you know. Both, both segments, I'm going to talk about them straight away. Best thing on the show. Storytelling. Mwah, best story in wrestling right now. Without a fucking doubt. Then we had the weird one. We have Lance Archer finally debuting in front of a crowd against, uh, against some local jobber. He beat him quite easily. The fans were really, really into Lance Archer. That's something I noticed and I really, really like that because I like Lance Archer and the fact that he got over with the crowd at least for a little bit is great. It's great. But then the weird stuff happened. Jake the Snake tries to cut a promo, then came out FTW and he calls them Flintstones. And you know what? It wasn't a bad segment, but it was a sloppy segment. And that's something we're going to hear this week's Dynamite as well, because they had the same problem once again. Jake and Taz and Darby Allin running out and attacking Ricky Starks. It's just... It was too much. And this is the biggest problem with both these shows. This week's Dynamite and the previous week. They tried to do way too much in a short period of time. And it backfired. For me, it didn't make the show worse, like completely, but it definitely put it down from like 5 out of 5, 4 out of 5 to high 3 out of 5, or maybe 4 minus out of 5. Because this segment between Jake the Snake and Lance Archer, FTW, Ricky Starks, uh, Brian Cage Tass and Darby Allen attacking Ricky Starks was messy, you know. 
there were some good parts, some good lines in those promos, but there also was a lot of wasting time and this uncomfortable, cringy, you know, couple of seconds of silence when they just look at each other and nothing happens and then Darby Allen runs out and attacks him, uh, Ricky Starks. It was weird. That's the best how I can describe this segment. It was weird. And from that moment, it got a roller coaster. We had some good segments like Thunder Rosa being uh, being shown, signing the contract, uh, fighting against Hikaru Shida for All Out. There was some good, you know, promos. But also, there was this segment. Dark Order versus... This is not Woody. Dark Order and their announcement. The celebration of Brody Lee winning the title. That was... Weird, once again. It was weird, once again. At best. It was... Um... It was too much. At first, Eva Luna comes out saying that that's it for Cody, he's gone, and it's the Dark Order era. And then, the rest of Dark Order comes out doing the coffin drop meme. <laughs> it was, it was fun, you know, the, uh, the, the fucking meme, it was fun. But, straight away you can see the problem. Eva Luna's serious promo, funny meme reference. Then Brody Lee comes out. It's a serious promo. Then, uh, Reynolds, yeah, Reynolds comes out and saying, Brody, I'm so proud of you. Oh, you're the man, you're the man. Gets snapped right in his face. And that's a reference to being the elite. And for, for those who watch Being the Elite weekly, it probably was a little bit funny, but mostly for me was, why are you doing this? Why? I know we fans were saying that you need to reference being the lead or dark more frequently than you usually do, but this was not it. I didn't need to see Dark Order being the elite stuff, put it in the Dark Order serious stuff, also with Dark Order meme stuff. So... Again, the problem of adding too much in a short period of time backfired for me personally because they had some good lines. Once again, Brody Lee's promo was great, but Eva Luna before and this BTE stuff afterwards was not for me. It was, it was just messy once again. And then comes our Natural Nightmares, Macardona and Scorpio Sky attacking Dark Order, trying to save Cody's name, and we got an announcement that at All Out we're gonna have Fatal 4-Way match, 8-man actually, tag match, between Dark Order and those four. It was fine. Like, I had a lot of issues with this change of pace, because you want to represent Dark Order as this incredible force that you need to be reckoned with, with Brody Lee, serious, demanding, but also from time to time funny guy. Sure, I have no problem with this, but adding this type of comedy without too much of a knowledge of being the elite will be just disturbing or, the better word, distracting. Why is, 
Why is this happening? Why are they suddenly goofing around when they were such a serious team before? And, you know, with BTE stuff, when Brodely attacked Reynolds and said, put him in the line, it could have actually worked for me. The problem was this Eva Luna stuff before with the memes and reference to being the elite once again. This was the biggest problem. Because if it not for this, this segment could have actually come out as fun, also serious, and also making the all-out match more productive and more interesting for me personally. Because after this segment I was like, well that's over, okay, will it be next week? All out? Really? I would rather see him fighting for the title, but whatever. That was my personal emotions after watching this segment. And those not the best emotion that you that you're gonna get after watching this segment. Unfortunately. And you know what? There was some other good stuff like Eddie Kingston's promo or John Moxley signing the contract with MJF. Got some very good lines in there, but I don't want to focus about this way too much. I'm going to focus a little bit more on the main event, Sammy Guevara versus Matt Hardy in the tables match. It was only like seven minutes long. A lot of action happened in a commercial break, but it was fun. It was fast paced. A lot of tables been broke. Bodies flying around, semi beam bleeding over the fucking place. It was fun, you know? And this main event actually picked up the whole show for me because we had some good stuff. But how I said before, it was a roller coaster. And thank God it actually ended on a high note. Because if, we, if it would have ended on something like Big Swallow versus Rebel and Britt Baker with Penelope before. I would just vomit and say it was the worst show of all times, but fortunately, it was just a fine show because Sammy Guevara won after devastating suplex from a top rope on the table and a chair that was placed right under the table. Great spot. Then Orange Cassidy runs out, attacks Chris Jericho, who was on commentary this whole night, and that's how the show ends. Again, it was fine. It became a roller coaster of emotions because sometimes I like it, sometimes I love it, sometimes I'm nearly hating this stuff like Big Spool versus Rebel and Britt Baker and Penelope Ford. Ugh! Just awful stuff. Let's never mention this shit again. And let's talk about this week's Dynamite straight away. We had some brilliant stuff. From the beginning, Santana and Ortiz versus best friends, a lot of history, straight away, in, instead of the match, normal match, we get in extreme rules uh, type of situation because the ring, uh, the ring bell hasn't rang, so we can do whatever we want, we had some chair spots, we had some spears from the outside, and we had a big pyramid of chairs, and Chuck Taylor, who built this pyramid, obviously, Flied right into this pile of chair. Great. Good match. Fast paced. A lot of intensity. A lot of cheating. A lot of, you know, 
Santana Ortiz style of match. It ended with uh, Santana beating with a stick uh, Trent and Ortiz pitting Trent after the finisher. Great stuff. Really enjoyed. Really enjoyed. That's about it. Then we had Young Bucks versus Jura- and Jurassic Express versus SCU and Private Party, which was a very interesting match because the Young Bucks here were basically heels, you know? They were angry. That was actually a very fast-paced match once again, but very emotionally dark in comparison to a lot of other matches. What I mean is... A lot of teams showed the vicious side of their teamwork. Young Bucks being more heelish after what happened last week, even attacking, unfortunately, Jungle Boy, who was kind of in their team once with a super kick. Uh, Private Party being brought their vicious side from SCU because SCU are very dodgy, let's put it like this, bringing back their dark side, cheating side, that they can win whatever the matter is, they need to win no matter what. It was a very good match, basically, with the interesting concept of the match, with the fact that the winners of this match, the team that wins, will face against the other team that won in this fatal four-way match, and gonna have a tag team match at All Out. So... I really had no problem with this match. Actually, doubtably was one of, if not the best match of the night. So, you should really watch it to understand what I'm trying to say. Because, because, because it was good. <laughs> Basically, it's gonna be like this. Then we had Chris Jericho versus Joey Janela. Joey Janela been squashed. Been worked over by Jericho for like 5-7 minutes. With one spot being just incredible. Joey going from a top rope, springboard maneuver, Jericho reverses into the code breaker, and then walls of Jericho. That was real good. Like, this one was really good. The whole match in general was fine. As I said, Jericho just worked over Joey Janela this whole time, and nothing really mattered. Yeah, Orange Cassidy was outside of the ring. Yeah, he brought a little bit of a bubbly and he posed with this after the match when he attacked Jericho and Hager. But nothing really got established more than it was before. Like, we knew they had a rivalry. We knew they hate each other, but nothing really furthered the feud down. And, you know, it was fine. Then it was like the worst segment of the night again. FTW cut in a promo. Jake, uh, Jake and Lance saying, whoa, 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 you cut us previous week. We're going to cut you this week. Eddie Kingston coming out. Then Sean Spears coming out, kind of ruining their speech, ruining their moment of trying to, you know, talk to each other. Then they all start fighting, some jobbers coming in, some other guys come out, like Billy Gunn or someone else. Everything got piled down, piles up. Oh my god, it goes for like five to seven minutes. It nearly becomes a Royal Rumble match. Oh, because it's in a battle royal match. 
and then suddenly just stops, cuts the promo to Thunder Rosa. Was it Thunder Rosa or was it like Sammy Guevara? Broken Matt? It doesn't really matter because when it's over, they all disappear. And we have Thunder Rosa versus Surrender Dip. Surrender Dip. Uh, pfft, the worst thing of the show, possibly. Like, again, it was so messy. They either don't have chemistry, either they want to do way too much. The, the, the whole shtick just comes out messy and sloppy and uh, heavily mistreated, you know? The structure of these segments with Jake the Snake and Taz and Darby and everyone else just being a little bit off. If you're gonna twinkle some stuff, maybe it would have worked out. But this week, it was just not for me. The fact that he they they started doing this Royal Rumble thing and then... Just ended this was just weird, not gonna lie. I'm pretty sure I missed the best thing of the show. Kenny Omega coming out for the interview uh, with Tony Schiavone. Then FTR coming out, trying to do some mind games with Kenny. Kenny just saying, you know guys, just fuck off. I can beat all three of you. Yeah, yeah, Tally, you too. So you cannot escape. Come on in. Then Adam Page runs out to stop the fight. Like Kenny Omega did with Hangman Page and Young Bucks before. Nice, nice thing. But FTR cuts great promo on Adam Page. Saying that, come on Adam. Tell them how we, you know, made you do what you did. Come on. Tell them who was that awful person who changed your mindset, who turned around your against your best friends. Who was that evil person? But it wasn't us. It was you. And they just bury Adam Page. They're saying that you were the jobber, you're insecure, little bitch, and the only person who you can blame is yourself. They throw the titles that they hold because Adam Page and Kenny Omega dropped them to because they wanted to fight. But um, when Adam Page started gives the title to Kenny Omega, the last show was just brilliant. Kenny Omega is already on the outside. He just doesn't want to do anything with Adam Page because FTR said, are you not sure that Adam Page didn't want to turn on you? Or something like this, like saying that, you know that he can easily turn on you like he did on Young Bucks. And this definitely got it into Kenny head. How I said before, the best story in professional wrestling right now, it's just great. You really just want to look at the story and you want to know what's going to happen next. At All Out, ooh, I cannot wait to see that match against FTR. It should be a great match, but it should be even a better story. I wish they're going to do something that I hope for for quite some time. Kenny Omega and Adam Page trying to go for last shot. The opponent just... He doesn't even duck. He just falls because he's exhausted. Kenny Omega with the V-Trigger hits Adam Page. Then Shutter Machine or Goodnight Express. 1-2-3. FTR the new champs. This would be incredible. I'm telling you. Uh, there was some other stuff. Thunder Rosa in a quite long match. Bid uh, Serena Depp. I'm pretty sure that was her name. 
Then we had Britt Baker attacking Big Swolf, showing that he's no longer injured. And we got an announcement that at buy-in for All Out, we're going to have Tooth versus Nail match. Whatever that means. Whatever. Why are they doing some weird stipulations like Mimosa Mayhem or this? I don't really know. If it's going to work out great, if it's not going to work out, it's going to be disappointing because I don't like criticizing AEW because they're doing a lot of things right. But if they're going to fuck it up, that's on them. And we had John Moxley and um, the lawyer match. Uh, yeah, once again, a roller coaster. They had some good segments, but mostly John Moxley just dominated, beat the shit out of him, embarrassed the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wardlow attack. John Moxley. MJF came out. He's no longer injured or pretends to be injured. Hits him with a ring. John Moxley bleeding. That's how the show ends. Again, fine show. Again, at the very beginning, they have some good stuff. And then it goes to the roller coaster after again Jake the Snake and Lance Archer segment with FTW. Well, we will see what's gonna happen with them later. But let's talk about NXT. Ooh. The show for 26th of August started with Kira Cross saying that he's no longer gonna be the champ. And uh, it was a disappointing match at TakeOver 30. But what happened after this was really good. We had the announcement from William Regal that we're going to have next week to Massa Champer, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, and uh, Finn Balor in a fatal four-way match for the NXT title in a 60-minute Ironman match. Oh, baby, yes, please. You know... Of course, it's a rating-grabbing decision. And I have no problem with this. Yes, it was a very good match. Maybe not as good as we all hoped. And I guess we can straight away talk about this match. It was a very, very good 60-minute match with an interesting ending that a lot of people hated. And I kind of hate as well, but I kind of like... Let's put it like this. It's 1-1-1 to every single person in the ring. Um, Adam Cole, Finn Balor does his finisher. 1-2-3 on Johnny Gargana. 10 seconds. Last shot from out of, no- from out of nowhere or from Adam Cole. 3 seconds left. 1-2-3. It's 2-2-1-1. And next week we're going to have Adam Cole versus Finn Balor for the NXT title. Like, the idea that Adam Cole last second snitches and gets the win is interesting. Actually, is very good. It was very good how they actually performed it because it was like last three seconds and they barely did it. But the problem comes out next. You expect that the match is going to be restarted or continues now with Finn Balor versus Adam Cole in a one-on-one match. But instead, they, they announced for next week, for the next Tuesday special edition, once again, NXT title match. Why? Because they need grab ratings. And it's a shame because it was a good match with a big problem in this match with the fact that 
Tomasa Ciampa was actually useless. He was just there to be there. He didn't have this vicious side that they performed last week. And let's talk about this great stuff that happened last week. I'm sorry for going from one segment to another, but that's the only way how I can do this without doing another take. And I have only like 10 minutes left, so I'm going to speed it up. Tomasa Ciampa vs. Jake Atlas. Tomasa Ciampa coming out in his new gear with his new mask, showing that he's no longer that chasing Goldie. He's that vicious son of a bitch once again, defeating Jake Atlas in a minute, and then viciously beating the living shit out of him. Even performing a slingshot DDT from Stretch uh, when they trying to, you know, uh, put him in a medical facility, of course, put him in an ambulance, and then ride to the medical facility. Instead, fucking Chompa just beat the living shit out of Jake Atlas again. It was great. And after this, you would expect that next week, you know, in a fatal four-way match, he's going to be a major threat, and he's going to be this vicious son of a bitch. But instead, he was a little bit of a babyface, actually. He... He... He was doing something that he would do before this interference with Cross. And that's disappointing because instead of new Champa, we got old Champa that doesn't make any sense. How I said it, it was a fine match, very good match actually, what am I bullshitting? With a very disappointing ending. And reportedly next week we're gonna have Finn Balor versus Adam Cole, and that's not <clears throat> The major problem, the major problem is everybody knows that if Adam Cole gonna win, it's gonna be a step back. And they try to go forward with NXC. And now we have a rumor that Pat McAfee gonna interfere in Adam Cole's match. It, they had a good match at TakeOver. Just don't do this. I beg you. We don't need to see Pat McAfee once again. Or n not again... With Adam Cole. Please. Just please don't fuck it up. But they already kind of did. Because Finn Balor should be the next champion. And nobody going to be surprised. With the fact that Finn Balor going to win next week. That's why. Finn versus Ciampa would have been way more interesting. Headline. Because both of them can win. Both of them should win. Because both of them need titles. Uh, well, basically, we have one more major talking point. It's Brizanko winning uh, titles from Imperium. I have no problem. I have no issue with uh, Brizanko finally getting what they deserve. What I do have issue with is their tag team division. How I said before, it's the weakest this tag team division ever been. And the fact that... They won the titles from Imperium. Should make me feel optimistic, but instead, it makes me question Imperium's booking in NXT. I know that NXT UK is coming back in a couple of weeks, and you need Imperium to be strong in NXT UK. But if you want to possess them as a strong team, you should probably keep the titles on them, and then make them lose them in a couple of weeks after. I don't see any problem with them holding titles a little bit more to build up the feud with Brizango. 
And the fact that they lost the titles doesn't really make me feel optimistic about their future. Because I said the same thing about... Uh, uh, oh my god, what's the name? Undisputed Era, that's the name. When they're gonna get called up, if they're gonna get broken up, which is might be the possibility with Kyle O'Reilly being a little bit more of a face lately, uh, when they when he refused to attack Drake Maverick last week's show, we had we're gonna have a team of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly who's gonna beat every single team in a matter of months. They're gonna win the title, feud with somebody. Then they're going to be lucky if they're going to be in a feud with New Day and Usos because they are the only teams who get any type of storylines. And then they're going to be gone. Maybe they're going to appear on TV. Maybe they're going to be, beat someone. But that's going to be... Oops. <laughs> that's going to be it. That's going to be it for Undisputed Era as like Red Dragon on the main roster. That's why I want them to go to AEW to face against the best teams in the world. Uh, that's basically it. I'm really sorry for this ending of NXT review. I know it was shit, so maybe I'm actually not going to post this, uh, this video, podcast, whatever, because I'm really sorry, but I really need to go. So, uh, thank you for listening and goodbye, I guess.